Hey guys, welcome to Swing Space Radio, episode five. Dan Trainer, William Leaf on the line again, live from Jupiter, Florida. What's going on, guys? We're going to recap this week the Desert Classic, where Phil got off to a hot start and couldn't close the deal last week. We're going to preview the Farmers Insurance Open and Tiger Woods debut we're going to look at tory pines we're going to talk about the weather we're going to go through our favorites and we've got a good head-to-head conversation today as we prep for this week's farmers insurance open so william how you doing man i'm well how about yourself good. i feel like it's the kind season's of a cool, underway the season's underway you the had a tiger cool back yeah you had a cool week talk about uh you were on ESPN West Palm this week. Talk a little bit about that. That was kind of a fun experience. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. It was really cool to be able to um, talk a bit about the PJ Tour a little bit, talk about Swing Space and what you and I have been doing over the last uh, year or so here. Um, it was a really cool experience. I've definitely never been live before on the on the radio, so it was an experience. Uh, I was definitely nervous, for sure. Yeah, but it for was, sure. It was a lot of fun, and it was a lot of fun to see those guys in action, uh, doing what they um they do pretty much every week you know so they were good and it was Mm -hmm. fun to it was fun to learn from them and be in that atmosphere um yeah it was cool i was lucky yeah no it was fun it was fun tuning in uh hearing you during that experience you definitely didn't sound nervous if you were um so (laughs) if any of you guys want to go check that out and you haven't yet uh william where can they go find that um i am actually going to post a link to it to our swing space instagram but you can always Find it on uh, www.espnwestpalm.com. And if you click into the Honda Classic Live show, you'll be able to find my segment in there where I talk about uh, some tour stuff and swing. Desert, uh, Desert Classic mm. last week. Adam Long getting his first Vic. Six was, PGA Tour start. That was pretty crazy. I mean, it's... I can't imagine it would be interesting to talk to him about what he felt like on Monday going into this week. You know, a guy that's never won before. Um, honestly, it's his only six start. I think it was. And yeah. <laughs> being able to see what he's feeling and what what kind of put him over the edge to be able to get it done this week. Because, I mean, his last win was the Hooters event in 2011. That's a long time ago. <laughs> that's a long time ago to win a golf tournament. That's the thing is like winning at any level, being in competition at any level, like. I mean, obviously, it's a little bit more pronounced on the tour, but uh, you know, to not to not break through on any sort of level to get a victory since 2011—that's a long time ago, right? right? And that's I mean, and that's kind of what I mean. Like, I wonder if Monday, if he knew he was trending in the right direction, or if it was more like he found something and rode with it that week. Um, you kind of know what I mean, since it's yeah, been so long sure. since he won. He's obviously he's not like, well, I won a Hooters event in 11. I feel good this week. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> right. Like, yeah, it's been eight years. I'm due. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I just would be curious. I, I would love to try to find out more about that. And hopefully he can continue the strong play, which would obviously lead to more uh, stories about him. For sure. So we're recording this uh, Wednesday, January 23rd, 2019. Uh, tomorrow we've got the Farmers Insurance Open opening up. We got Tiger Woods coming back for his first uh, tournament round of 2019. Uh, let's talk about it. Jason Day won last year, won in a playoff. Let's talk about the field overall. Give a little, give us a little overview. 
Yeah, so I mean, the, the field's pretty strong. Um, a lot of guys are still over in Abu Dhabi playing, but nonetheless, there's still a lot of great players here. And obviously with Tiger uh, making his return at Torrey, and for a lot of guys, guys want to play with Tiger. Guys want to play in fields where Tiger um, is playing. And I would say this is probably one of the safest ones you would have bet that Tiger was coming to. Uh, so I think a lot of guys stayed around to, to play in this event, knew the buzz would be there with Tiger. Mm-hmm. Um it's an attractive tournament just because of you know his history there and and the type of crowds it tends to bring out for a normal PJ Tour stop. Um, this one's out. This one's always felt like the opening, <clears throat> the opening tour event. I know that doesn't really make a whole lot of sense, but like you know, Kapalua, Kapalua has always been kind of a fun one. But that's still it's just it feels like off season to me. This Farmers Insurance Open. Um, you know, it used to be the Buick, uh, that, that is because of Tiger's involvement in that. And because it's at Torrey Pines, that one's, that one always has just felt like the open, the true open of the season to me. Uh, like this is the start. This is the start. This we're moving towards moving towards the masters at point at this point, like this is the start of the season. 100%. And this is like, this is the first course they've played. It's a big ballpark. You know, it's kind of like yeah. in Hawaii, even at the Desert Classic, I mean, people are missing the cut at eight under. Um, right. I don't know. It's this is this is a big boys place, and it feels like everyone needs to be sharp at this place. Mm-hmm. It's not mm-hmm. really like, oh, I'm just gonna get my start and see where my game is. It's like, no, like I actually have to be pretty on this week. Um, and where in the past weeks, it's you know, you could be off, you could be driving sure. it wild, but you could find your way around and. And uh, put some numbers on the board. So I don't know. I'm sure. excited. I think Torrey Pines is a, is it's a great uh, venue early in the season to see people who are maybe prepared for sure. the the majors coming up, just to see where people are at, and also see like guys that really need to um, get their shit together. You know what I mean? That really Absolutely. need to um, go back home and work. And for a lot of these guys, it is an assessment. You know, it's it's a especially for these top players in the world the preparation for the majors they they use these places as those uh, tune-ups and that's why obviously tiger's played here um, for his whole career and I'm, I'm sure that's a factor why so this tournament we've got tory pines uh they played two rounds on the north two rounds in the south um you, you know it is the north course is obviously the easier of the two Mm-hmm. courses i've actually never played the north course i played the south course i actually got to play the south course uh like two weeks after the u.s open in 2008 where tiger um no showed the world for the how last many, time unfortunately how many balls uh, did you lose in the rough uh it 12. was more than one <laughs> probably it was less than five but more than one for sure um <laughs> It was a frustrating day. It was a frustrating again, but it was it was an interesting. It was just a very interesting experience because it's like yeah. if you're off with the driver there, the way the rough is, it's just it, it is it is mm-hmm. punishing, right? And and the length that they had it, they're still trying to cut it down from U.S. Open length. Like it is that is no joke, and it's a hard <laughs> right. driving course as it is, right? Yeah, um, like, like the visuals, like it's it's an open open place. But yep. the fairways are tiny, so it's like you get up to the tee and you have to. I would. I haven't played there, but um, just playing enough golf, it would remind me of a place that you'd have to be so specific in targets because you could mm-hmm. easily get up and think, okay, it's pretty oh, open up there. It's fine here. I'll yeah, send yeah. it. But really, the the rough is uh, penalizing, and you have to you have to be precise in preparation. 
it's yeah it, that course is not a joke not a joke at all um so yeah like you kind of mentioned before it's it's one of the first big tests of mm-hmm. golf this year it's just and that's that's kind of how it's always, always felt and kind of how i was going back to before it's like this seems like the open of the season this seems like okay now we're going to start playing real golf courses Correct. um and see who who can play it out so let's talk about the weather a little bit looks like you know it's san diego it's la jolla california you know it's it's there's always going to be a little bit of a breeze but 70 degrees seems to be the norm over there yeah, 70 degrees every day, um, just hanging around 7 to 10 mile per hour uh, with the winds. No rain in the forecast. This was an easy one for me to, to figure out uh, <laughs> where yeah. in Hawaii it was so much more based on the fluctuation of the winds where here it looks like hard golf course, good weather. I think it's going to be an entertaining, entertaining tournament. Um, I don't like to see the really hard golf courses get a lot of um, – hard weather i mean it's weather, fun sometimes yeah. but you just, you still want to see especially for um leading into majors you want to see where guys are at um from a, a holistic standpoint you know uh, sure. not just not just the um creative guy that week for sure so let's hop into our favorites of the week you got your first guy here tony finau he's 18 to 1 to win it plus 175 to be in the top 10 plus 400 into the top five give me your thoughts yeah tony finau i mean he's going to be a uh, a popular one leading up to the Masters. Um, this week's this week's going to be a cool experience for him. Uh, first time playing with Tiger Woods, which is kind of hard to believe, just with how well he played last year. Um, both of them, you're, I was kind of surprised they didn't run into each other. But um, with this place being a ball, big ballpark, like we were talking about, um, Tony can drive it as as well as anyone, and he does play a fade. So a guy that hits it far, playing the fade, he can get it to land softer than you know a guy let's say Ryan Palmer, for example, who's going to be mm. slinging draws, uh, with these, with these fairways, the soft fade can, can really benefit people. I think that's a, a, a type of play that goes unnoticed this week, uh, from the outside viewing in. Um, I just see him showing off kind of his skills to tiger. I mean, that's gotta be fun. And he's experienced yep. enough. It's, he's not, he's not 20 out here, you know, with tiger. He's, he won't be, um, he won't be nervous or intimidated by Tiger. He's just going to be excited, and I think that'll um, get his juices flowing early and get his focus, you know, ramped up on Thursday. Uh, which, you know, some for sometimes these guys, I'm sure it's hard on Thursdays to be um, totally focused when you play that much throughout a year. And um, he's been with his coach though uh, leading up to this week, and he was uh, right before the Hero, and that worked out great for him. So I, I think that um, all signs lead to him being ready, ready and excited. Love it. So, like we said, one seventy five plus one seventy five to get into the top ten, plus four hundred in the top five. You know, he's he's one of the um, he's one of the favorites, I guess you could say. He's in that top tier this week, um, but mm-hmm. still with with the work with his coach here this last week again, he should be ready to rock. Uh, those don't seem like seem like rough bets at all. Uh, next guy is Aaron Wise, sixty six to one to win. Uh, plus 600 to take a top 10, plus 1,200 to take a top five. Now we're getting into those top 10, top five bets that that are a little bit more appetizing odds-wise, I guess you could say. Yeah, definitely. And he's been really close to playing well uh, this year. He he really never lacks in a ball-striking standpoint. He's, he's long. Uh, he drives it straight. Uh, he does play a soft fade as well, so that's going to be a, a, a bonus here at Torrey Pines. Um, he has 
changed his short game a lot, and I think that's what's held him back. Uh, he re- he relies a lot on his ball striking, which um, can be stressful. Uh, so he's been working with uh, Jeff Pierce, a, a short game guru. He's really up and coming, a young guy, um, and he's been making some changes early in this uh, early in this season. So I I don't think that his short game's necessarily been off due to anything um, that would draw a red flag. I think it's more he's been working on things and any week he's going to be um, getting those feels down and getting uh, getting used to this new motion or new thought process that he has around the greens. Um, I mean, being second on tour right now in birdie average, that's going to be a big stat this week because um, last the last few weeks, if you made bogeys, you were just plummeting down the leaderboard. We're here. Yep. He's going to be able to disguise some of those bogeys um, with the with the plethora of birdies that he can make. Sure. So we got Aaron Wise, 66 to 1 to win the tournament. Um, top 10 plus 600, top 5 plus 1200. Uh, I like it. I like those. Uh, I like that top 10 in particular. Um, so here, the next guy, uh, <laughs> he needs no introduction on this podcast. Uh, he has been a mainstay in this segment, is Charles Howell III. He's 33 to 1 to win the tournament, plus 275 to end up in the top 10 and plus 600 in the top five. I mean, if Charles Howell ever comes across our podcast, I think we might get hired to be his hype man because I feel like I could just walk around <laughs> and just tell him how nasty he is because I picked him more than anyone. Um, I've picked him, I think, every week since we've done this podcast. You're going, you're going to pick him every, t- every single week until he wins. Multiple and then times. you're going to walk around being like, oh, see – I told you. I see. I've been telling you. Yeah. And everyone here is going to go bankrupt betting on him Mm-mm. every single week. And then they're not going to bet on him the week that they that he wins. And you're just going to laugh yourself to the bank mm-hmm. and break even on the year. Yes. So and I will let them know. I told them to stick with them. <laughs> I just, I'm doing this for a reason. Um, so, I mean, he's really been rock solid, though, this whole year. We can't even get past that he he hits it so well he led the field in greens and regulation last week i think i saw a stat i was keeping track live um he hit 18 of his first 18 and i believe he hit his next 13 um to start the next day i mean he just he's been handcuffed by the golf courses they've been playing i think he's played well enough like if he takes those stats and applies those at tory pines he will be in the top five um, you just, if you're hitting green after green after green out there, yep. you're going to be at a huge advantage. You're going to, uh, gain massive strokes where in the last few, um, tournaments he's hitting every green, but he's not gaining that much on the field. Um, sure. so I just think that, you know, if he gets to 12 under par this week, he's going to be there. I mean, last year, yep. 10 under one, I, I just, there's perfect weather this year, so it could get to, you know, 16, but, um, I just still think if he's hovering around 12, you know, he's going to be, he's going to be fine. He's going to have a chance. So, I mean, his ball striking is going to just going to keep him, keep him afloat all week. And I think that, you know, he's going to, he's going to have a good chance this week. So the next guy on the list, long (laughs) JB Holmes, 66 to one plus 600 to get in the top 10 plus 1200 to be in the top five. Let's hear about JB. I'm a big fan of this one. So he, if you're going to take him um, any time this year, I, I do like Tory. Uh, last year, he was one putting week away from 
winning this thing outright pretty easily because ball striking wise he tore it up uh he plays a stronger fade um which he can get to you know land in these fairways and he can maintain um maintain his trajectory with that fade uh i just see that i see him coming back to a comfortable place and a guy with that much talent i think if he putts well he's gonna have the he's gonna have a, a great chance and funny to think about jb holmes has never been known as a great short game player you know he's always been okay he bombs it he's got the distance he's fun to watch but i mean he's highlighted by a third uh, around the green and a 33rd in putting and strokes gained um <laughs> this year so he's obviously top level i don't know if he's made any specific changes in a short game but i'm assuming sure. it's been a main focus to him um and that's accompanied by a 14th in strokes gain t to green so if you're going to pick a guy at 66 to 1 that's 14th in strokes gain t to green third in short game around the green and 33rd in putting i mean <laughs> at 66 to 1 I, I i'll put a i'll play with that one for sure for sure. So the next guy on the list, Mark Leishman, he's 20 to one to win the tournament. This is actually probably my favorite pick of all of these uh, that we have for the winner's circle. Uh, get in the top 10. He is plus 190 in the top five, plus 400. Uh, like I said, I mean, he's he's one of my guys that I, I really like this week. But go in and, and give us some detail. Yeah, Mark Leishman similar to um, Charlie. Uh, or, I'm sorry, excuse me, Charles Howell in the past um, few weeks because he's just been playing so well. And he's so solid, but the easy golf courses held him from um, prevailing. I mean, such as the he was one of the culprits to um, Xander Shoffley when he shot 62 at uh, Kapalua. You know, right. he had a chance. He had a chance. He played well the final round. So he's just he's been knocking on the door. I mean, if you want to take the hot hand on tour right now, this is the guy. I mean, he's finishing in the top five every week. And for those top five odds at plus 400, I mean, if, if you're going to choose a time to roll with Mark Leishman, it's right now. Um, he's got great mental game. He's got that he's got that um, calm attitude that that works well on these hard major championship type golf courses. He He's really patient. Um, yeah, I just I think that Mark Leishman is going to be a guy that. I'm going to ride with him until he shows signs of slowing down because sure. he hasn't been showing them. Yeah, yeah. So we got two dark horse picks. Uh, go ahead and, and hop into these guys. This is 150 to 1 and 200 to 1. Uh, hop in. Yeah, Sam Burns. Um, I talked to him about uh, him at the Sony Open as he was getting a start, but I will always be high on Sam Burns. He's one of those guys that. I just scroll through the odds and I see him down there. Like, just don't belong down there. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. He's got the game. Like, he won't be for long. So I'm going to try to get um, everything I can out of Sam Burns uh, when he's at the 200 to one mark. He finished T18 last week. Um, he has a T3 already this year. He's a major champion type game. Um, he's as mature as it gets for his age. Uh, he has experience of playing with Tiger Woods in a final round last year with all the buzz. Um, going on with his comeback so He's, when you say when you say major champion type yep. game go into that a little bit what do you what do you mean by that so a lot of times the major championship type game is a guy that's week in and week out doesn't need to rely on on one aspect of the game right so if if you have a guy that uh puts it very, very, very poorly, but hits it amazing. It's hard to be a major championship winner. Sure, you can top ten, you can top ten, but those guys that are getting it done have many ways of mm -hmm. of 
let's say Friday, their game's off, of posting yeah. a 70. And, and that's what I see with Sam Burns is he isn't necessarily flashy with one part of his game, but he can he can flip one of them on when it's needed. Uh, we saw, obviously, Tiger do that. I'm not comparing Sam Burns to Tiger, but that sense of major championship sure. grit that you need to have. Um, so I see that for him in the future. I see him learning about the courses. Um, he, he's able to to manage his emotions as good as anyone. Yeah. So he has no he, he won't have an issue. So you got plus 1,600 on a guy, or plus 1,600 to take a top 10 on a guy that was T18 last week, an easy golf course. Um, William, you were, you were just going into that major champion-type game. Like, that's this is a guy that can come out to a, a course like Torrey, and, you know, if any one day he doesn't have it, he can scrape around a round and stay in a tournament that's not going to require him to get super deep to win. Um, and so, you know, we're talking about a guy here at 200 to one to win 16 plus 1600 to get into a top 10 and plus 4,000 of the top five. You know, I really like even just talking about it. I really like that pick more and more. Uh, so hop into your next guy. Yeah. So JT Poston. So this is a little bit opposite of the, the major champion type game. I'm not saying he's, uh, uh, is lacking skill, but he's a guy that you want to catch when he's in rhythm. I don't, I don't really see him, uh, being a pick. A lot this year uh, down the road mm-hmm. as everyone mm-hmm. gets into rhythm um, and like I said it's not because he's a great player it's just that um, there's certain types of games that seem to last throughout the year but right now he's hot I mean he's he's 20th um, and 7th in his last two starts uh, his demeanor is great he's he's uh, he's well rounded in his his career um, he hasn't been he wasn't a one-hit wonder as far as getting out on tour. He he's really worked his way here, so he's he's always ready to take advantage uh, of his opportunities out here. If that if that makes sense, um, he he really uh, last week he he made a push on Sunday. Uh, he turned in thirty-one to get himself back into into contention. He had a real good chance, and he did shoot two over in the back uh, back nine, which like we were kind of talking about. As soon as you make bogeys, you get lapped. Um, yep. But be, but being in contention with nine holes to play, that's that's all you can ask for. And and when you're a guy like that, um, it's not a heartbreak. You know, you go home and you you're talking to your team. There's it's not a heartbreak because when you turn in 31, you don't really expect to to win, right? Or, or even leading into that day, it's yeah. more like okay, yeah. I gave myself a chance now. What can I do with it? You go back and you assess that back nine. It's not a heartbreak loss. It's more of a huge positive to look at. Okay, I probably pushed too hard to try to win on the back. I made my move on the front. I should have just, um, you know, tried to scrape a few more, and see what happens. Let yeah, it flow. right. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I think that I think that's a, a really good momentum boost coming into this week. Uh, it's a guy, like I said. I mean, he's got momentum, and and why not uh, take JT Poston when you have the chance? I mean, in this thing, when you're dealing with dark horses, that's what you're looking for. That's kind of what I meant about sam burns is i don't really think he'll be a dark horse pick for a long time so you might as well <laughs> you might as well try it while you can right you can. Yeah. exactly so take top 10 he's plus 1200 top five plus 3000 uh to win obviously 150 to one good stuff so let's hop into the leaderboard and i've got a big smile on my face this week going three and one a mm-hmm. near sweep but really not that close because brian Harmon probably not the best pick on the golf course that <laughs> you needed to what? go super low. But again, yeah, I think he almost took DFL. Um, <laughs> he's very close, but the, uh, I'll take, if... I'll take three and one on the week. Uh, 
season long leaderboard. I'm down five to six looking for that to change this week. And I've got a surprise for some of you that listened to last week's podcast. Uh, but let's start off with the first tier of guys uh, we have to pick between John Rahm, Tiger Woods, Tiger Woods being the second highest odds to win this golf tournament. I mean, he's a public pick. Did you have uh, any, but, wait, hold on. Did you have any interest in picking him? Did you think about it? Tiger? Absolutely not. Those okay. odds are ridiculous. Not even a little bit. Okay. Uh, again, like we could go into Tiger. We didn't really even talk about Tiger earlier and we probably should at the end here uh, because I feel like for, for, Again, the golf world. It's about Tiger Woods right now, right? I mean, uh, anyway, so John Rahm, Tiger Woods, Jason Day, uh, Justin Rose, Rory, Tony Finau, Xander Schauffele, Mark Leishman, Patrick Cantlay, Ricky, Gary Woodland, Jordan Spieth, Cameron Champ, and Charles Howell the third. That is going to be our tier one. Lead us off. What do you got? You have the honor. All right. Oh, is that because I won last week? Or are you just I, being nice? No, I had it last week. Oh, because I, I won. Okay. Last week. So oh, I'm going Patrick. Last week. Uh, I don't think so. I, I'm going to go with Patrick Cantley. I don't think there's ev- any evidence of the sweep. Um, so in his last five events, he's not been outside the top twenty. Um, you know, he finished at the Desert Classic uh, with a seventy-one, which was a little bit disappointing. But he was he was right in that thing the whole week. Obviously, hitting it really well enough to 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 win that. Um, you know, overall, he's actually 99th in strokes gained putting, but he's so high in everything else this year that I just feel like, listen, all this guy needs is to get a few putts to drop. He's from California. The Planet Greens are not going to be a problem, not going to be something that's going to mess with his head at all. I, I love Patrick Cantlay this week, uh, especially coming off of, off of how he played last week and how he has been playing lately. Give me some Patrick Cantlay this week. That's a really good pick. I mean, if you think about it, I just have to comment on that. If you think about it, um, if you're 99th strokes gain putting on right. the PGA Tour, do you know how close you are to 30th? <laughs> <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. he is world class. I mean, he is the guy. He's got that mental game. He's He's got that major championship type golf game. For sure. Um, For sure. Well, all right. I'm going with Rory. I think that Rory has a lot of potential at Torrey Pines. This is his first start here, um, but he this golf course sets up for Rory. I mean, my God, if you're going to drive it well anywhere, uh, this is going to be the place where he can take advantage yep. of his length and accuracy. Um, I think that I think that he's sick and tired of second place, third place. He's been having rough Sundays and. On a golf course that's this hard, it's only going to be in his advantage if he has a chance on Sunday um, because he's not going to be forced to bury a bunch of 20-footers. Um, he just needs to go play his game, hit a lot of greens, which he's he's the best in the world at. Um, you know, he's going to have – I don't think he's going to have an issue out here. Um, I think he's going to ride his driver to uh, a good finish ahead of Patrick Cantley this week. All right, I'll take that, Ben. That's totally fine. Uh, hopping into tier two, give me some Kyle Stanley this week. Um, overall, he's he's 13th in total driving, fifth in scrambling, four straight made cuts at Torrey with a second in 2012. I know you kind of alluded to earlier, maybe that was just before the podcast when we were talking, he kind of choked in 2012. But again, he's got a second in this event, four straight made cuts. 
it, overall, he's got four straight top 25s, the T22 at Sony his last time out. Um, like, like I said, I mean, this course is about, is, is going to be a driver. Is the, the guy that ends up winning this tournament, in my opinion, is going to be, or top 10, top 5, is going to be someone that that really drives the ball well. I yeah. like his driving stats. I like the, I like his, uh, his scrambling percentage uh, as well uh, out of some of this tough rough here at Torrey. And, uh, yeah, I like Kyle this week. That's not a good one. I mean, if I was his caddy, I probably wouldn't clean his wedge on 18 because <laughs> that year he actually had a really nice wedge shot. He just spun the daylights out of it back into the water. Yeah. Um, so he, you know, I think I think that he's he's coming back to a comfortable place. I like that pick too, but he'll probably miss the cut this week. Um, I got <laughs> I got JB Holmes. I don't really need to say much other than send it. He's gonna send it all week. Um, he's he's killing it on tour and short game. Uh, the rough is up this week. I saw some videos about it. Uh, so a guy that's hitting it long is going to have a huge advantage. We don't want someone hitting it short and crooked this week. So even if JB misses a fairway, I'm comfortable with him being 330 yards up there. Yeah, it's not bad. Not bad. Let's get into Tier 3. Tier 3, this is where I got a little surprise. After going on my rant about Keith Mitchell, fucking Keith Mitchell last week, who stole, or not even last week, two weeks ago, who stole money from me at the Sony Open. Literally stole money from me. <laughs> I think uh, we need to let him know. Yeah, no, he should, I, I might actually tweet at him and send Let's him a to link him. to that podcast where I literally attacked him for five Let's minutes. Let's get him on here. I, I will Every- reach out to him on Twitter. We should both reach out to him on Twitter and just be like, yes. listen. You should definitely come on this podcast because it's you awesome. have a sense of humor. If you do, <laughs> listen and to this podcast don't, like and you. then come on and clown me. <laughs> yes. So Keith Mitchell, who I had really, to be completely honest, never heard of two weeks ago when he made this hole in one. Uh, he's gone all the way up to list, all the way up my list, and I'm going to take him in tier three this week. So far this year, he is second in strokes gained tee to green. But he's actually, you know, in the small sample size. Uh, I can't remember the exact number, but he is down there, like near a hundredth in uh, in driving distance. And I think it's a lot because he's been working on uh, probably taking some different clubs off the tee. But last, but he's still thirteenth in average club head speed. And last year finished tenth in driving distance. So, like again, another guy that like is down here that has been playing pretty well. Again, second strokes gain, strokes gain, tee degree. Um. And, and I just again, he was seventh last year in uh, in, in strokes gained off the tee. And again, I, I like guys that play well off the tee at this golf course this week. Give me some of him. Uh, he's been playing pretty well. And yeah, for a tier three guy, I like what I see out of him. Yeah, no, he's a he's a really good one as well. And he, um, I'm surprised you're going with it. Uh, I just I don't feel the love. I think that. <laughs> I just don't know if you can expect him to really like cover you, have your no, back. No, I know. So that thing is like I, with as much money as he's already lost me, it seems like mm-hmm. he may as well just twist the knife. Yeah, uh, weird. But I'm trying to counter the karma, and we're gonna try to get him on the pod. So uh, <laughs> we'll see. All right. So I'm going with JJ Spawn. Um, this guy. Is a very accurate driver of the golf ball. He's not very long. Averages 291.7 off the tee, uh, but he is 31st in greens and regulation. So I see him having a I see him having a good driving week and taking advantage of his irons. Uh, you know he has he's a guy that has experience being uh, near leaderboards late. Uh, in 2018, he had a second and two T3s. Um, 
already this year. He has a T3, uh, a top 10 and top 15. Um, he's he's ready to go. He This place will fit him. He's He knows what he's doing uh, with his irons. Um, he's world-class. I, I just see him getting to pins, especially on the north course. They have much smaller greens. Um, so I see him taking advantage when he's on the north course of his, his great iron play. And his proximity to the hole will be good this week. Sure. So tier four, this is the fun one. Dust Usually. Bowl. The Dust Bowl. Uh, Chesson Hadley, he's my guy this week. Uh, last week, it was his first tournament in two months. Started 69-69, missed the cut. Uh, it's a little bit against the grain, as he's not a really a great driver at the golf ball. But uh, last year, he was ninth in strokes gain approach and fifth so far this year in a small sample size. And like, I, I think if you're going to, if anyone's going to make up for, you know the the not the the not necessarily great uh, tee ball or tee game that he has. It's somebody like that that's going to be able to uh, get get out of the fairway, approach the green well. Um, he, he took a T two in October, a T seven at the Shriners in November. Uh, like I said, last week was his first round or first tournament of the year. Like again, it's it's an easy golf course, and so 69, 69. I think he followed it up with a seventy one, missed the cut. And uh, like I said, this is going to be a little bit different golf tournament than we had last week. Um, and so I, I guess I don't I don't necessarily fade what he did last week as a oh that's a that's a miss that's a bad miss cut. Again, it's his first event. I look for kind of what he was doing at the end of 2018 as a positive. Um, he's you know he's still approaching the green very well, uh, and I like I like him as a as a dust bowl pick for this week out at Torrey. Dust Bowl champion Chesson Hadley just doesn't really sound good. So I think that the Dust Bowl champion this week will be Bronson Burgoon. Um, Burgoon. He, he, he has a tendency. He can play hard golf courses really well. And I just want to I just want to preface the fact that you're making all of this up right now because he's another guy that I've never even fucking heard of. So I am not making this up and I've also know who Keith Mitchell is. So get your stats right, brah. <laughs> um so last week he missed the cut at the Desert Classic. So kind of similar to you, Justin, it's it's not off of recent um success or recent trends, but early in 2019, uh he does have a T2 uh, it was a while enough back though where I don't I don't put much stock into that. Uh, but last year he he did have a T two at the John Deere, which means you know you can get hot, he can make the birdies, um, he can go low because that tournament is one of the one of the easiest courses for these guys. But he also had a T six at the Quicken Loans National. Uh, uh, that's at um, Tiger's Event, where it's it's also a really tough golf course, and the Northern Trust. Um, that's at Riviera. Uh, so he is able to play a variety of golf courses he's able to adapt clearly and um i think bronson bragoon uh fares well here at at tory pines yeah that sounds all good he's not going to be chesson hadley but you know it's a uh it's, it's a fine pick so let's uh so we're done with the head-to-head let's talk a little bit of tiger what do you see what do you foresee this week it's going to be fun right i mean i'm excited that i'm going to wake up tomorrow and it's going to be tiger woods day like yeah. I, you know what? The fact is, he's getting older. I'm not going to be able to say that forever. But tomorrow, we'll wake up. It'll be Tiger Woods Thursday at Torrey Pines. That's fun. 
Dude, that's so fun. I'm so pumped, actually. I've been sending you, I don't know if you know if you've got them, but I've been sending you a bunch of swings of Tiger on Instagram. Uh, It looks good. He looks good. I mean, he looks good at a place where he obviously, um, he likes. Uh, He looks way better than he has in his past um, from a technical standpoint. Obviously, he's feeling better. He's more healthy. Um, And it's also not going to be windy and cold, which sometimes it can be. You know what I mean? It can get into that um chillier uh time of year but he he's gonna be warm i think he's i think he's gonna be good i, I know people say like uh he's coming back i'm staying away from him it's it's just hard at tory you can what's you can your easily... prediction i don't you know like yeah. analysis awesome i agree with you swing looks good first round or first you know first tournament of the year you know he didn't play mm-hmm. right obviously at the hero um mm-hmm. And it, again, he obviously finished the year last year. Awesome. Yep. So debut courses he he's played a ton, courses that he's won at, courses that he has a lot of good memories at. Uh, he he steps on that course thinking that he's going to win the golf tournament, right? right. I mean, no doubt. Give me your uh, give, what, what, actually what are, what percent chance do you put on him winning this week? A lot of it. 10 to 15. 10 to 15 percent. So if he's plus 1200. Is that what he He's plus 1200. He's plus 1200 to win. So one out of every, would you say one out of every 12 times? Yes. He wins this golf tournament. Yes. You love Tiger, don't you? I just, dude. How much of that is loving Tiger and how much of that is actually thinking he wins one out of every 12 times? I just, I don't think he wins one out of every 12 times he plays this tournament. Like, you've got all of these guys that we've talked about. Mark Leishman, Rory, Justin Rose is in there, John Rahm's in there, Spieth, I know they played a practice round a little bit, or, or at least were scheduled to play a practice round together. Gary Woodland, obviously still coming, still smarting a little bit from that disappointment out of Kapalua. But yep. this isn't a weak field. I don't. I just don't think Tiger Woods wins one. Out of, I mean, maybe one out of twenty, maybe one out of twenty-five. I just. I, mean, I don't. I think. I think one out of every twelve tournaments is aggressive. I mean, it is aggressive, but if it's one out of twelve tournaments somewhere else i probably won't say that i just think that dude he's so good here you don't forget how to uh, manage a golf course like he's won this golf tournament with a broken leg like he he doesn't need everything to be going well he needs to just show up be healthy he's one here with a broken leg for sure that's what i mean and it's like he clearly doesn't need to have his best stuff i mean what he doubled the whole one every day that week um (laughs) And he's uh, playing. Was that with you? We were, we were, this was like a couple months ago. We watched the final, yes, uh, the final round of that golf tournament. Yes, and just how wild that was. Okay, but anyway, so Tiger Woods, right? I just so if it okay. was if he was twenty to one, I'd be putting money on twenty to one. I think he wins one out of every twenty times. One out of twelve is just like it's a it's a fun bet because guess what? If Tiger wins Woods wins this tournament, it's going to be fun. And it's going to be even more fun if you're winning $12 to every one that you spend. Right? Let me just see this. Let me just say this. See if this changes 
your mind or anyone's mind at all of why I'm saying one out of 12, 2005 to 2008, Tiger Woods at Torrey Pines, five wins, 775 and O and O against the field. And he defeated 388 different players. Do you know how long Seven, ago 2005 was? Do you know how long it takes to forget beating 775 players? So he won every single time at this tournament between 2005 and 2008? Eight. Correct. He didn't even tie anyone. Didn't even tie anyone. Didn't do anything. Just 775 and all. <laughs> I want okay, to compare sure. that. That's fun. That's a fun number. But like I said... I graduated high school in 2005. So that was a long ass time ago. Long time ago. But like, so your home course, Winona Country Club, the bridges, you think that if you go back there in 10 years, you don't remember what club to hit on that hole? You don't remember how the golf course reacts? Absolutely. You don't remember which way that putt breaks? Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Even with a Stracoline book in your pocket telling you where it breaks? <laughs> yeah, I mean, he doesn't need a Stracoline book on this golf course. Yeah, no. he has his own. But, like, that's kind of my point, right? One out of 12. When you say it in that way, sure, he might not win. My actual prediction is that he finished at 9-under. And then he's going to shoot 68 to get to 9-under. Okay, I like that. I'm not going to go day by day, but I think he's probably... I would take the under on that, or the over, I guess, whichever way you want to say it. I would say he finishes between 9 and 5 under. I think he'll play fine. I don't think he's ever going to... I don't think he's going to be really in contention. It'll be one of those Sunday rounds where you'll be sitting there when he's on hole 6, and you'll be like, man, if he just like rattles off five birds in a row here, like he could be right in this thing. You know what I mean? I, I've sat yeah. there and watched golf tournaments like that, but I just don't see it happening this week. I see it being a very... Um, a, a very nice, a, a very good feeling, a good stepping stone into you know the next couple of tournaments that he he ends up competing in. But I, I don't I don't see him much in contention here. But let I me, hope let me, I hope I'm wrong. But go ahead. Let me uh, rephrase that. I meant 72, 67, 69, 71, not 68 on the final round. Nine under. Just because okay. I, I want to put that out there. I feel I feel pretty confident about that. I feel like so nine, nine, on, nine on, under. On, I want to mm-hmm. propose a new little bet. Uh, so you got nine under. Yeah. What odds do I get? Well, no, I'm just trying to, I'm trying to figure out a fair bet. How about this? Let's set the over under under par at eight and a half mm-hmm. for the tournament. Mm-hmm. Would you take the under, or he's going to go under eight and a half under par for the tournament? And I would take the over, as in he's going to be eight under par or greater this week. So you're saying like you have eight or seven or six under? Correct. And you've got nine, 10, 11, 12, 13. I have to get odds. Okay. Where, where would you set the line? Where would you set the line to where you don't Six. need odds? Yeah, I don't like that. Ten under one last year. I feel like I feel like six is where he would probably that that'd be my guess of where he's gonna end up. So Ten I would say, yeah, but again, like we're talking about the weather. I don't know what the weather. I can't remember what the weather was like last year, but the weather's no. pretty good. 
<laughs> Good and enough. we're talking about playing the North. I, I, I just, I can't. I can't take under six and a half. I can't Meet take under five and a half. What's that? Meet you at seven and a half. I will take the under or over, whichever way you want to look at it. I think he will do worse than eight under par. Okay. So you've got over under seven and a half. You've got the under or better than seven and a half under par. And I have got the over or under or worse than seven and a half under par for Tiger Woods this week. I can't wait till he shoots 12 under and wins. And oh, I, I can't either. Like, I will happily over. lose money and watch him just Here go, go flat on everyone. Let's take, like, it'll let's, be fantastic. Let's take it further. Okay. If Tiger Woods wins Torrey Pines, you have to jump on a plane next weekend or in the soon upcoming weekends and yeah. fly down to Jupiter and we go and see Tiger at the Woods Jupiter. We just wait for him to come. Promise. Promise. Because he is there. I was talking to Jerry uh, Hamilton, the guy with ESPN West Palm, and he's like, yeah, I go there all the time. He's always there. I see him a lot. So you have to come, and we have to sit there until Tiger comes. Week, if he wins this week, I will come to Jupiter one of the next three weekends. I have to figure it out and schedule Deal. it. But we will come. I will come, and we will go hang out at the Woods Jupiter every single weekend or every single day of that weekend. Every weekend. <laughs> we see him. Although we have, so it has to be on a, it has to be on a weekend. He's not playing. This is not interesting to anyone. But I promise I will do that. And but I would bet that he is going to be worse than seven and a half under par. That's so anyway, there's our Tiger overview for the week, guys, or for the I guess it's not the year for for the week. Um, so appreciate you guys tuning in. Uh, give us a review on iTunes. Uh, subscribe to the podcast. Uh, we'll talk soon. Thanks, guys. See you next week. Have a good one, guys.